Coming up on Transformers University, we'll have a glowing object in the sky, a planet that needs energy, and Daniel will face his biggest crisis ever. Or will he? It's all coming up right now on Transformers University. Hello, my friend, and welcome to episode number 124 of Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Brucalli, owner-operator, madman behind TFU.info, the website, the Tory Archive, this podcast, TFU News and Views Podcast, and oh so much more, and I want to welcome you to episode 124 of Transformers University. We're making our way through 1987. We're in the home stretch of covering 1987 with three more episodes of the Headmasters cartoon series as it aired in Japan. But before I get to that, I do want to note some things going on on the podcast, on the channel. If you haven't checked it out, TFU News and Views number 59 posted a couple days ago, maybe a week or so ago by the time you hear this. Um, it's really good, really good time for me uh, to talk and chat about where I am uh, in my fandom and in my collecting journey. So if you, if you haven't checked it out, I do... Uh, do implore you to check it out. It's a, it's a good listen. Plus, we go over all the Transformers 1 news and the uh, Rise of the Beast trailer and uh, a cool story from uh, my past about 25 years ago. So if you haven't checked it out, do check it out. If you have checked it out and you've liked it, uh, drop me a line. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at TFU underscore info. Comment on the uh, YouTube page if that's where you watched it. Uh, send me a note somewhere and, and just let me know what you think. All right, now let's jump into the three episodes we're going to cover today. These are episodes 16, 17, and 18 of the Headmaster series, and we're going to start with uh, Return of the Immortal Emperor, as it is uh, actually titled. This is episode number 16. Original air date, November 20th, 1987. Over a month between that episode and the previous episode, which had aired on October 16th, 1987. So we have a gap of time. And um, part of this is because we're entering a new story phase in the Headmaster series. Um, I wouldn't say this is the beginning of an arc. These are kind of the fill-ins that lead to that next arc. And this one here is called Return of the Immortal Emperor. That is the official title. And the uh, shout menu, uh, the shout factory DVD menu, has it as Return of Galvatron. And of course, can't forget the Omni Productions version, which says this. The indestructible King Galvatron. Now I gotta say, between the Shout Factory and the <laughs> and the Omni Productions version, they're giving away the ending. Uh, so what happens is we revisit the whole story of Mars exploding and the narrator on the Omni version uh, explains how this is going to affect the solar system. After Galvatron destroyed Cybertron, the cool and devious Scorponok took charge of the Decepticons and led them to blow up Mars. The equilibrium of the universe has been upset due to the explosion, and the gravity between stars has been greatly affected. In space... Space! Spike and RC are aboard Broadside. Uh, it's interesting to see Broadside used as a ship in the series. Um, not too far off from what they did in Season 3, too, because where Broadside would just show up as a ship. 
They observe a decrease in ozone and head back to exposition base on Athenia. Headmaster Autobots are worried that Decepticons and Scorponok could destroy another planet. Elsewhere, Daniel and Wheelie are dis- discussing current events and a mysterious glowing object, wonder what that could be, appears in the sky. On Fortress Maximus, Chrome Dome and Hardhead defy orders and head for Char. Fortress, a.k.a. Cerebro, sends the other Headmaster Autobots to keep an eye on them. On Char, Scorponok is being briefed by Counterpunch. Ravage and Laserbeak are spying and wonder who they're going to report to. Lord Zaraki sends the Headmaster Decepticons to intercept Chrome Dome and Hardhead. With this in mind. I shall send them both to hell! Wow, that's pretty harsh. And with that, Zarek merges with Scorponok. The Decepticons, Blitzwing, Scorponok, and the Headmasters, they attack Chrome Dome and Hardhead and kick them into outer space. Space! Much like Los Locos. Los Locos kick your ass! Los Locos kick your face! Los Locos kick your balls into outer space! Chrome Dome and Hardhead, they crash on Fortress Maximus. How fortunate. Meanwhile, the cassettes are reporting back to Sound Blaster. He heads to Earth, and then we find about back on Char, Scorponok, and Fortress Maximus fight. Scorponok has only one thing in mind. I'll send you all to hell. He's really all about sending people to hell, isn't he? <laughs> uh, a UFO appears, allowing Fortress Maximus some time to escape. I almost had Fortress Maximus, but then this darn thing appeared. Oh, that darn thing appeared. That darn thing. He was all like fire and brimstone before, and then he's like, darn. Back on Earth, Sixshot and Sound Blaster, they see the UFO. Sixshot reminds the UFO that he's important. Do you know who I am? I'm Sixshot the Ninja Consultant. And Sound Blaster sees something. What could it be? Back on Athenia... Uh, Autobots lick their wounds, and Daniel tries to use music to contact the UFO. On Char, Zarek plans his coronation on the moon. Back at Exposition Base, Cerebros gets a report from Punch regarding the coronation. On the moon, at the Sea of Tranquility, there is a stadium, a moon stadium, and the coronation begins. How did this stadium get on the moon? I have no idea, but a visitor approaches from the sky. It's Fortress Maximus, and Zarek has some thoughts. Huh? You're here, Fortress Maximus. Oh. Don't panic, everybody. I'll inaugurate this ceremony with blood. The Autobot's blood! The Autobot Headmasters attack and decide to... So this is a very bizarre piece of animation. I'm going to make a, um, a gif of this thing. The, the Headmaster Autobots are all running in a, together. And their heads are rotating between their bodies um, in like a weird like circle to confuse the Decepticons. And I guess it works. Uh, The robot train arrives with Computron, Defensor, and uh, Superion. And Fortress Maximus and Scorponok fight. And an interesting note here is that Computron is actually miscolored as Superion. So you have a Superion colored Computron. I'll make make a gif of it and uh, send it up to the Twitter account at TFU underscore info. Now, the UFO arrives and begins firing. UFO decloaks, and what do you think it is? Who do you think it is? Who could it possibly be? 
You said Galvatron. You are correct. He orders the Decepticons attack to attack, and they attack the Autobots. Defensor loses an arm, and I'll screen grab that too, so check it out on the Twitter feed. Uh, the Autobots retreat, and Galvatron reclaims his command. Now listen. Now I'm back from now on. You do as I say. I am the chief commander of the Decepticons, and I'm still alive. And that wraps up episode 16 of The Headmasters. That'll take us to episode 17, SOS from Planet Sandra. Mary. This is also the uh, Shout Factory title, but of course, Omni had a different idea. An SOS from a lost planet. We quickly find out the SOS is from Planet Sandra. Mary. Cyclonus and Scourge are the first to receive it. They tell Galvatron Planet Sandra wants power packs because uh, they will run out of power in a year. Galvatron chooses to ignore this and sends Ratbat to spy on Exposition Base. We find out Planet Sandra Mary. is in a parallel solar system. Everything is mirror to ours, except they still have Mars. Sandra is exactly like Earth, and Spike has reservations about helping. Punch reports to the Autobots that uh, the Decepticons are ignoring the signal, and the Autobots uh, are still curious about sharing Earth's energy as Rapi continues to spy on them. Elsewhere, the Headmaster Autobots are fixing themselves. Daniel and Wheelie are washing Hardhead, uh, and they get into a water fight, and uh, they want to go on the rescue mission. Rapbat reports back to Galvatron, telling of the Autobots' plans, and back on Earth, Ultra Magnus and the Autobots load the train bots to uh, transport Energon for Sandra. The Decepticons attack. We have a nice combiner fight, um, and the Decepticons shoot the robot train down. Exposition Base hears the attack, and Cerebros and Spike uh, connect on a plan. They're going to send the energy from Athenia instead while Galvatron's busy on Earth. The Earthbots retreat and Galvatron has Scorponok intercept the Athenian energy instead. Scorponok and the Headmaster Decepticons fight Fortress Maximus and the Headmaster Autobots. And then during the fight, Chrome Dome and Hardhead, Chrome Dome and Hardhead transform and send their Transtector head units uh, down to a shuttle attached to Fortress Maximus. They flee with the Energon to Sandra and Scorponok is not happy. Darn it. Darn. Chrome Dome, Hardhead, Spike, Daniel, and Wheelie travel to Sandra. Mary. And they hail the planet with a question. Yes, can you please tell us which is the best landing area? All you have to do is pass through the atmosphere to get here. You know, the Sandrans, they're not that helpful. Uh, it, though I must say, in the subtitles, it does say uh, they will advise when closer. But uh, yeah, in the uh, Omnidub, the Sandrins, no, 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 not helpful, helpful at all. Uh, so this away team, they land and they meet the people of Sandra. We learn of their history. A few decades ago, we were complacent about our own environment, but it was our mistake to overuse our energy resources. We didn't think of the consequences. Our people thought the energy was unlimited. They never realized that one day it would all be gone, and so they just wasted it. Then Fortress Maximus and Scorponok and Galvatron all arrive and continue to fight. The Decepticons retreat as the Autobots win. The people of Sandra get their energy. The end. And so we have another kind of, you know, uh, energy issue of the week episode here with 
with that one. Uh, I do like they're expanding out the universe. One thing I've noticed in these two episodes is they're really lying, relying heavily on the Decepticons blew up Mars and what that means for the universe. And actually, we're going to see that a little bit in the next episode we talk about as well, right after this. Hey, want to help out this podcast or the website tfu.info? There's a number of ways you can do it. Let me tell you how. You can help us directly by joining our Patreon and enrolling as a student at Transformers University. There, you'll get early access to the podcast as well as exclusive behind-the-scenes peaks and perks for as little as $1 a month. Sign up is quick and easy. Just swing on by to www.patreon.com slash tfuinfo. Another way you can help us is by using our Amazon link, www.tfu.info slash Amazon. Type that into your browser whenever you want to shop at Amazon and a portion of what you spend will be contributed back to us. It's that easy. Finally, you don't become the world's longest running transforming toy archive without some help from other fans. We're always on the hunt for photos of figures and accessories we're missing from our pages. If you'd like to contribute, go to tfu.info slash help for a list of what we need or send an email to info at tfu.info. tfu.info, the alpha trion and omega prime of transforming toys. Now, back to the show. And that takes us to the final episode we will talk about this time around. This is episode 18. Daniel faces his biggest crisis ever, which is the official title and the Shout Factory title. But of course, Omni Productions has... A different point of view. Danny, the little hero. And we'll hear more about our little hero in a bit, but the Decepticon base is attacked by these new robots. It turns out they're Ape Face and Snapdragon, and they fight the Decepticon headmasters. They are Galvatron's new recruits. The fighting is broken up, Counterpunch is spying, and reports back to Exposition Base. Spike, he has a plan. I've got an idea. I want to arrange to have a meeting with the Decepticons. Huh? A meeting with the Decepticons? Sparkle, are you serious? He is. And don't call him Sparkle. Spike wants to develop a new energy source in collaboration with the Decepticons. He doesn't want more any more planets destroyed. Finally, someone <laughs> admits to how this is really damaging the universe. You see, the space bridge to Mars has already been destroyed, and because of that, the gravity force has been destabilized. That's right. If the equilibrium has been affected, then the whole galaxy will go. That's right, sir. Then we'll have a major disaster on our hands. To stop further destruction of the universe, we have to forget our differences and go ahead with the meeting with the Decepticons. Commander, this is important. Will you support my idea? I missed the space bridge to Mars. I was out there counting stars, but wait, wait. Mars wasn't? Mars was a major disaster. This is the whole thing we're talking about. An entire planet removed from his home system. Finally, the Autobots agree and Spike is happy. That's right, his idea. I always find it funny that the Omni Productions folks have such weird things going on with how they speak English, given that most of those folks were English-speaking natives uh, from either uh, America, uh, from either the UK or South Africa, but I digress. Continuing on with the story, Galvatron gets his proposal from the Autobots on a piece of paper. You figure they would have gone all digital by now. Uh, and Scorponok weighs in. We'll have a meeting with them, but at the same time, we'll also launch an attack. 
it's fun to point out here that Scorpinox interior speaker is this thing on the ceiling. It just looks like a giant nipple on the ceiling. It's like this flashing, beeping thing. Uh, and Galvatron thinks over what uh, Scorpinox says. And uh, we get this artwork. We get this drawing of Galvatron. It's great. It's him with his arms crossed and his, like, his eyebrow raised. I'm going to screen grab it. It'll be up on at TFU underscore info. Please do check it out on Twitter. Decepticons, they reply with a message. Uh, Daniel and Carly are requested to come uh, along with Spike. Uh, Spike does not want assistance from uh, the Autobots, and he heads to Earth. Decepticons arrive with a small request. Listen, we hold your family hostage until the end of the meeting, just in case. Yeah, no big deal. Just put your family up as hostages. Uh, then the negotiations start, and they are going poorly for Spike. The headmaster Autobots, who have stuck around, uh, sense that something is wrong. Galvatron wants Danny to stay as a hostage with the Decepticons so he can continue his negotiations. Daniel reluctantly agrees, and Carly decides she will stay with her son. It's a good mom. Galvatron heads back to Char. This is weird. We cut back to Char, and there's Galvatron. He orders the Decepticons to attack the rest of the universe. Not not just one particular place. Uh, they want them to attack everywhere. All at once. Yes. All of the universe. And Punch reports this back to the Autobots. The Autobots, who are back on Earth with Spike and his contingent, they receive word that this is not what it seems. And so... The train bots create a distraction for the headmaster Decepticons who are guarding the humans by sumo wrestling. Just then, Chrome Dome sneaks away and interrupts the meeting uh, between Galvatron and Spike. Uh, it says Galvatron is fake, and we find out Galvatron is fake. He is six shot in disguise. The headmaster bots, they rescue Danny and Carly. Spike joins them up, and then the fight breaks out. The Autobots win the fight, and the Decepticons flee to the space bridge. As they flee through the space bridge, Sixshot blows it up. Sixshot, in order to stop the headmasters from following him in, bombed the space bridge. The massive explosion triggered off other space bridges, including those on Sydney and Earth. And that chain reaction is bad. The space bridge network, which seems to be a big deal, uh, is gone. We won't get into the fact that most of the Autobots right now travel through space either by the robot train, Broadside, or Fortress Maximus, but the space bridges, they're gone. And uh, the Decepticons flee inside of Scorponok. The Autobots put a team together. They are going to chase Scorponok through space. Space! The Headmaster Autobots convince Fortress to allow Daniel and Wheelie to join them as Fortress Maximus heads into space. The Autobots' headquarters were left in the hands of Ultra Magnus while they went in search of Scorponok's hiding place. And thus, the fight moves into space. Space! And so what we have here is the beginning of another arc of the Autobots now chasing the Decepticons through space, trying to save, I guess, planets. I don't know what's ahead, really, but um, trying to save other planets from being destroyed uh, in the same way Cybertron and Mars were. I find the episode title funny because it doesn't really explain anything about the episode, nor is it terribly accurate. Daniel has a very small role in this episode other than just being a hostage. And one interesting thing of note about the title of this episode is that uh, sometimes this episode is referred to as 
the most important thing in the world. That was the title that um, originated over a list of old Headmasters episodes in the earlier days of the internet. Uh, it was a misnamed title, but it's about as appropriate for this episode as any of the other titles <laughs> that were used for it. Um, there is no way, uh, it is no way an official title of this episode, though I do have to say that the Spanish title translates into Galvatron's Trap, which is probably the most accurate title for this episode. And so, that wraps up episode 18. That was the three episodes we're talking about here. And we are now officially halfway through the Headmasters uh, cartoon series. And I have to say, my thoughts on this series, um, can't say I'm loving it. I like seeing the characters animated. I like seeing these characters in, in some sort of motion uh, that I really never have seen before for a lot of these folks. What I don't like is the constant hopping back and forth in the storytelling. Um, there are times we cut away to either exposition base or char, and it only happens. I mean, I'll, I will take my notes and I'm like, there was no need. There was no need for me to write that down. Um, that could have happened two scenes later, and we would have been just as good and had it all in one shot. Um, I feel like this series, more so than anything in in G one in the, in the American version G one. Um, jumps from place to place so much and so fast uh, that it's kind of disjointed and kind of jarring. That said, you know, it is a pretty cool, like, collection of sci-fi stories, uh, you know, blowing up planets. and uh, I, I imagine some of it has gotten lost in translation. The animation itself is a little washed out for my taste. Uh, it doesn't have that same saturation and vibrance that the old G1 uh, series did. Uh, but it's not not the worst Transformers I've ever watched. It's, it's not. Uh, I'm not in love with it though. Uh, and of course, the Omni Productions version sometimes makes it more fun. I will say that. Now, don't have a lot of 1987 left to talk about, which I'm actually very happy about. It's not that I don't like 1987, but I am excited to get to 1988. We still have a handful of episodes left, including our next one. What are we going to talk about? Find out after this. Thanks for listening to the show. Stick around to hear what's coming up next episode. But first, I want to fill you in on a few ways you can stay in touch with the show. Want to be on the show? Leave us a voicemail at 702-763-4838. That's 702-POD-4TFU. Or send an email to info at tfu.info. Be sure to catch us on Twitter at TFU underscore info and on Facebook and Instagram under the username TFU info, all one word. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TFU info, where we post all of our podcasts plus special video segments, reviews, and live coverage of Transformers-related events such as New York Toy Fair and New York Comic Con. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit us at www.tfu.info, the world's longest-running transforming toy archive. And that will wrap it. Episode 124 of Transformers University. Once again, I am your host, Anthony Bricali, owner-operator, madman behind tfu.info. If you're wondering what's coming up next time, next time on the show, we are going to talk about the Headmaster's manga from 1987. We'll have a handful of issues to go through. We'll talk about some uh, killer art. Uh, these stories were republished by Viz Media a couple years ago. You can totally buy it on Amazon. I'll include a link, oh, a link next week in the show notes for that. Um, 
they're all in volume two if you want to get a head start and we'll we'll talk about uh, the headmaster's manga i haven't really read it yet i've looked at it i've glanced at it uh but there always seems to be cool and weird stories i know last time we talked about manga uh there was uh Combaticons killing a puppy. We had combining minibots in vehicle mode. We had all sorts of weird stuff. And I'm really hoping this next batch of stories has that same level of weird stuff. You'll have to join me for the ride next time. Till then, I am your host, Anthony Brucalli, owner-operator, madman behind TFU.info. See ya.